Hello world and welcome to the program. This is Alex and the new episode of Ukrainian Unleashed, a podcast where you'll get along with Ukrainians and also observe how the global scenery impacts Ukrainian society in these exciting times. We speak about events, trends, individuals and lifestyles of modern Ukrainians. So let's jump right in! Ukraine or Russia, where life is better. We see the world through the media and very few people, especially over the past year, had the opportunity to visit both countries. Social media, as we know, is not a reliable thing. You are subscribed to tons of channels and accounts, but they can biasedly cover relevant topics and sing you hackneyed mantras. But what if we analyze the objective indicators of the economic, social and political development of Ukraine and Russia? To understand where life is already better according to objective data. It's not that difficult. Look, GDP, inflation, average wages, healthcare and education costs, trade and economic indicators. Do you have doubts about Ukraine and Russia? So let's look for the answers. For making a correct comparison of the current situation in Ukraine and Russia, I will start with the data of the United Nations and the World Bank. These are two international organizations designed to help consolidate peace and develop cooperation between states. They are the ones who know everything about economics, politics and social development anywhere in the world. Let's take a look at the data for 2019. Firstly, it's more complete and secondly, it gives us an understanding of general trends without an anomalous 2020. So, in terms of basic parameters, Ukraine is frankly losing to Russia. Ukraine's nominal GDP for 2019 was 1053 billion US dollars against 1.7 trillion US dollars in Russia. Per capita, this is only 3,500 US dollars in Ukraine and 11,600 US dollars in Russia. The difference is significant. Besides, according to Yunktad statistics, inflation in Ukraine in 2019 reached 8% and in Russia 4.5%. Which seems to be quite important, but this is superficial data. It is no secret that GDP is a very rough indicator of a country's economic achievements. Let's take a look at the details that you might usually don't pay attention to. So, at the end of 2019, Ukraine increased its exports of goods by 5.7%, with 46% of exports being finished goods and manufactured goods while in Russia the export of goods sank by minus 5.4% over the year and its main part, 60%, was the production of the fuel and energy complex, that is, fuel, oil and other fossil fuels. The European Commission has recently released data showing that Ukraine in 2019 ranked third in terms of food supplies to the European Union. From December 2018 to November 2019, Ukrainian exporters brought food to the European markets for 7.2 billion euros, which is 36.5% more than in the same period a year earlier. 
Thus, more than half of the global growth of agricultural products in the EU for the year was provided by Ukrainian suppliers. And this is despite the small quotas Ukrainian producers were given. Taras Kachka, Deputy Minister of Economic Development and Trade of Ukraine, says that more than 14,000 Ukrainian companies are trading with the European Union now, and each year their number increases by a thousand. By the way, the Logistics Performance Index, which also takes into account the quality of the customs service, in 2018 gave 66th place to Ukraine and 75th to Russia. Two years earlier, Ukraine was in 80th place and significantly improved its position in the ranking. All this influenced the fact that in the World Bank ranking doing business, in 2019 Ukraine's position rose to 64th. For reference, shortly before the 2014 revolution, Ukraine ranked 112th among 189 countries. And this already tells us a lot more about economic trends than a simple snapshot of basic statistics that can be easily copied and pasted from Wikipedia directly into your newsfeed. Okay, even if you want to stick to the GDP indicator, I can say that in 2019 the Ukrainian GDP grew by 3.2%, while the Russian one grew by only 1.3% compared to the previous year. Of course, in quantitative terms, this is more than Ukrainian growth. But let's not forget that Ukraine and Russia are two different weight categories countries. And besides, Ukraine is in the conditions of the occupation of Crimea and the war in Donbas. It had to rebuild its economy after a deep recession in 2014. And the losses were enormous, minus 25% of GDP in 2014 and then minus 10 in 2015. Already in 2018, the economy came out of a serious recession and was even able to increase its indicators. On average, the growth of the Ukrainian economy since 2015 has been 3% annually. Thus, over the past 10 years, Russia has broadly left at the same level. 1.5 trillion US dollars in 2010 against 1.7 trillion US dollars in 2019. Moreover, according to the World Bank, from a fortune of 2.2 trillion US dollars in 2013, Russia's GDP fell to 1.3 trillion US dollars in 2015. So the annexation of Crimea and the regular supply of weapons to Donbas caused the Russian economy almost 1 trillion dollars. It is no secret that the Russian economy also is highly dependent on oil and gas exports. Low oil prices over the past five years, sanctions following the annexation of Crimea and efforts to re-equip the army in recent years have further depleted the country's potential. According to many rankings, including the Heritage Foundation's annual index of economic freedoms, the Russian economy is considered predominantly unfree. And weak GDP growth over the past five years has also been attributed to structural weaknesses, low investment and poor economic outlook. According to the estimates of the International Monetary Fund, the Russian Federation budget deficit last year averaged 0.8% of GDP. Public debt is equivalent to 19% of GDP. The budget deficit of Ukraine, which pro-Russian media love to use for threatening their audience, averaged 2.2% of GDP over the past three years, but the public debt is 65% of GDP. But 
please exhale. China's external debt at the moment is 62% of GDP. In Poland, 60%. In Germany, 73%. Not to mention the United States. According to the World Bank, the US debt is 96% of GDP. This is also a significant figure, although many countries have been living with high debt for decades. For example, France, Italy and Japan have this figure exceeding 100%. Remember, high external debt itself cannot be the cause of economic default. But let's see how the main items of expenditure are financed. According to the UN statistics, today Ukraine spends 7% of its GDP on healthcare and 5.4% of education. In its turn, Russia spends 5.4% and 3.7% respectively on similar budget items. Apparently, defense budgets are happening to be too expensive. Gazeta.ru tells us that in 2019, Russia's total military spending amounted to 3.9% of GDP, the highest rate in Europe and fourth in the world, resulted at 65 billion US dollars. Ukraine has also significantly increased spending on national defense and army modernization. The Ukrainian army began to develop from the very low level it appeared in 2014. Already in 2019, Ukraine took 27th place in the global firepower ranking in terms of the aggregate military power among 138 countries of the world. Among European countries, Ukraine is in 9th place out of 50. So where in Ukraine and Russia do people earn the most and the least? Let's take a look. Official data from state statistics of both countries indicate that for 2019, the average salary in Ukraine reached 500 US dollars. Russian is 700 US dollars. As we see, the Ukrainian average salary is 29% less than in Russia. 500 US dollars and 700 US dollars respectively. So the difference is less than three or even two times. It's 29%. And we won't take into account the purchasing power because you can imagine the prices difference in Russia and Ukraine. Besides, the average salary in Russia in 2019 was significantly lower than in such EU countries as Lithuania, Bulgaria and Romania. The highest salaries in Ukraine are received in Kiev and Kyiv region. It's 770 US dollars and 540 dollars respectively. In Donetsk, Zaporizhia and Mykolaiv regions, the salary is higher than the national average, starting from 500 US dollars. In general, there is no serious bias across the regions. We see that regardless of geography, the average salary does not fall below 420 US dollars. The anti-record belongs to the Chernigiv region, where the average salary is 360 US dollars. Okay, let's look at the situation in Russia. According to statistics, the highest wages in Russia are observed in two cities, Moscow and St. Petersburg. In dollar terms, the average salary in these cities and surrounding regions ranges from 700 to 1000 US dollars, while in all other regions it reaches only 570 US dollars. 
In recent years, the gap between the regions has greatly increased, and according to statistics, the highest average salary is observed in the Chukotka Autonomous Okrug, and it is as much as 1360 US dollars. And this is the maximum average. Here is also the cherry on the cake. Let's see the average salary in Crimea. According to official statistics, the average salary in Crimea for 2019 is 424 US dollars and in Sevastopol 464 US dollars. At the moment, it is lower than the average in Ukraine and neighboring regions such as Odessa, Mykolaiv, Dnipropetrovsk and Zaporizhia regions. I also know that the minimum wage in Ukraine starting from 2021 is 6,000 grivnas, which is already higher than in Russia. In Russia, the minimum wage, if we count it in grivnas, would be 4,700 grivnas. Well, I think that the main task of every society is to build a state that will try to meet public needs as much as possible and create a minimum number of problems for ordinary citizens. This is the social contract which is not fulfilled when those in power put their interests above public ones. And this is only us to decide whether we let them neglect our rights or not. Thank you for being with me. In the next episode, we will look at reforms dynamics in both countries, but also at corruption level, civil rights and democracy in Ukraine and Russia. I will also let you know which passport is more pleasant to travel with. Maybe you already know the answer. See you very soon, guys. This was a new episode of Ukrainian Unleashed podcast. Thanks for being here with me. I also would love to thank Purple Planet for lovely musical compositions used in this episode. We did our best to extend our presence all over the web, so you may find us everywhere, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, check our pages in social media with fresh updates. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram accounts are waiting for you. See you very soon, guys.